0: This portion of the podcast is brought to you by The Voice of the Martyrs at Persecution.com and MyPillow, MyPillow.com and use the code word REBEL. The champ The champ And now, introducing the champion fighting out of the red corner. He is a brawler. Standing five feet ten inches tall. Fighting out of Harlem, New York, USA, presenting the podcasting champion of the world, Ryan, the disruptor, Damsa. the champ is here. What's up, Rebels? Got a good show today on Rebel Dads Podcast. I was recently interviewed on the Northfield Show by my friend Caleb Gordon. And this is something I wanted to talk about for a while, but we get into the subject of friendship and what it means to be a true friend. And this is something that all Rebel Dads, all Rebels need to understand and follow through with. So without any further ado, here is Caleb Gordon interviewing me, the Disruptor, on the Northfield Show as I play it on today's edition of... Rebel Dad's podcast.
1: Welcome to the Northfield Nation, or I guess welcome back to the Northfield Nation, Mister Ryan Dobson. How in the world are you, my friend?
0: What's up, man? I'm doing good. I'm cold, but other than that, I'm fine.
1: It it is snowing presently when this uh, when we're when we, you and I are making this a recording. So oh, no. thank you for sending your snow, uh, your Colorado hey, snow.
0: No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it snowed. Let's see. It snowed Monday. Sorry, I'm, uh, people are listening to this later on. It snowed yesterday, and I was like, ah, snow, terrible. And then it only snowed a tiny bit last night. I was still mad. I was like, ah, I have to scrape an a eighth of an inch of snow In off my oh. car. How terrible. I'm such a baby. Exactly. In Oklahoma, you see, we
1: get ice. You guys actually get snow. Mm. We get ice. And it's just ridiculous to try to drive on and you would think people in Oklahoma would know how to drive on ice because it's ice is every year but inevitably they'll have somebody flipped in a ditch before five o'clock
0: that's right it's crazy it's new drivers that's uh, what it is it's new drivers or people with trucks that go I have a truck I can drive wherever I want I'm in a truck dude you're in truck and rubber tires on ice rubber and ice slippery
1: something something bad is gonna happen I can promise that's awesome have you? How many times uh, you were in California not so long ago? How many times did
0: you eat In-N-Out? Oh, that's so embarrassing. I mean, listen, I ate at least twice as many times as I posted, and I started getting embarrassed at how many times I posted it. <laughs> I am an In-N-Out burger addict, for sure. Yes. Um here's the truth though i'm forty i'm almost forty nine years old and I started taking testosterone like three years ago. I'm a huge proponent. it's changed everything about me, not about me, but I love it i'm a huge I'm into it, but I only get it twice a year. I get pellets twice a year, so it's not like a daily thing. I'm not that responsible but when I get my when i re up when I get my injection it's like being an 18 year old again. And so I'm always hot. I run like three degrees warmer than I ought to. And I have way more energy and appetite than I know what to do. So like we go on our vacation and I am just feverishly working out every day. Like my wife and kids just swimming in the pool and having fun in the jacuzzi. And I'm like jumping rope, just fiendishly. Like people asked if I was a boxer. I'm like, I know I don't look that good. I just jump rope a lot, you know? And Oh yeah, but <laughs> I couldn't stop being hungry. Like I would go to In and Out and get food for the family to bring home, and I would get food for me to eat on the way home before I ate lunch with the family when I got home. Like, it was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I loved it so There's much. Another, we were in Dallas uh, back in May, yeah,
1: and right around the corner from our, we went to we took the kids to uh, Great Wolf Lodge.
0: Oh yeah, we did that we, last weekend. Shut up. Are you serious? Love that's Great Wolf awesome. Lodge. Such a fan. Yeah. They have this crazy
1: water slide. Like we got, I guess it's a giant toilet bowl. And yep. it literally almost broke my head. It oh, was no. the craziest thing. <laughs> but right around the corner from our hotel was an In-N-Out. And we, my wife, we, we pulled out. We got the food. We set it down. And she goes, oh, my gosh. I've never had this happen. I was like, what's wrong, baby? She goes, the food that is in front of me, on my in my hands, looks better than the food on the picture. Uh, yeah, And I was like, because it's yeah.
0: in Yeah. Well, here's the so. truth. Great Wolf Lodge is totally amazing. Here's, here's the, the bonuses of Great Wolf Lodge. The staff, amazing, attentive. Uh, like, we have one in the spring, mm-hmm. Springs here. They've got a new – tech. like, they assign you a staff member via text. So you can just ask them questions via text. Uh, the, the rooms are not paper thin. So, like, kids are run, running around – and you can't tell. That's fine. That's a, it's fantastic. The water slide's yep. great. It was warm. Their food is a dumpster fire. Their food is the worst. Like, you have to try to make pizza that bad. So, we just got really takeout the whole time. Like, we never get the food anymore. Like, their buffet was just like, oh, so. T-. I'm like, I cook. I know how to cook. You have to work at it to make food that bad. Like, what are you doing, Great Wolf? Everything else about Great Wolf Lodge, so much fun. The food is just des- ours has a Dunkin' Donuts though. Does yours have a Dunkin' Donuts? Oh,
1: it had like a like a p- Cabana pizza joint. No, with, and you could.
0: It was ridiculous. No, no. the pizza is awful. It takes forever, and it was, it was such a disappointment. Yeah, it was.
1: It was really, really bad. The food, well, we ate there got, like one. You've got Donald, Uber Eats got?
0: or Postmates or Grubhub. Like you can have stuff delivered from anywhere. So, as, a, as an oh. organization, you got to step your game up, or we're just going to order from every other. Like, we did P.F. Chang's one night. My kids are like, Yeah, fried rice in the room. Like, yep, for sure. P.F. Chang's. That's
1: my wife and I's favorite. That Chinese, non Chinese. I think it's supposedly Chinese, but that's, I mean, that's not
0: real. Whatever. Real it's Chinese. Chinese. So that good. Appears. It's so still let- yummy. I'll eat that lettuce. Yeah, wrap. lettuce wraps coming out of my ears.
1: Oh, I'll eat lettuce wrap till jesus comes yes. so yes absolutely indeed holy cow if we don't we're gonna we got to stay on track so uh, what's been going on in your world how are things going with, with
0: the family uh they're going okay you know we've been through some hard times they're going okay uh you know the new thing is i'm realizing because we start talking to more and more people we get more and more emails more calls more texts more messages on facebook and instagram and I realized my new mission in life is to talk people into going to therapy and counseling. Like, that's my new mission. If you had a colicky baby, go to go to therapy. If you had a miscarriage, go to therapy. If you had infidelity or fat at one of your spouses looking at porn, go to therapy. If you just want to get better at life, go to therapy. Like, I'm trying to think of how many years ago. Like, three or four years ago, I got I got skinny fat. Like, I had this belly, dad bod going on i was 50 pounds overweight and i just didn't know what to do well i got a trainer she lives down the street she taught me how to eat taught me how to work out i lost a bunch of weight i feel great a counselor a therapist is like a trainer for your life or for your emotions like you need to go back you know we we get the top three things we get at rebel parenting are uh, pornography addiction or infidelity and All three, especially pornography and addiction, whether it's alcohol or weed or prescriptions or sugar or you're burying in your screen or Netflix binging, binge watching you know the together alone syndrome of marriages where you know you're on your iPad yeah. and your wife's watching TV you're near each other but you're not together you're still alone oh, yeah. that stems from. A time in your life where something was happening that you didn't know how to handle, and you didn't have the skill set to handle it, you didn't have the tools to handle it, and you turned to something to self-medicate, whether it was a medication, a prescription, weed, alcohol, porn, food, something, and then you take that with you the rest of your life, and you got to get into therapy and learn how to process your emotions. you got to learn yeah. how to handle toxic people in your life, And when you do, everyone else in your life rises up. They all get, but your kids have a better quality of life when you learn how to process those things in a better way. Everything about your life will get better if you go to more therapy. I'm a huge, huge proponent of that today.
1: I, I, I did not know that, but that is, it makes sense. I mean, if we go... Uh, if We get a trainer to work out we, you know, for working out purposes. Why in the world will we not do a trainer for our emotions and our, yeah. uh, you know, our hearts? Yeah. So that's good. I, I wanted to talk to you about something that I, my wife and I saw an insta or a Facebook post from you. The well, it's, it's been a few months back that you've you've shared this. Yeah, um, you were a front porch in beautiful Colorado. It was still green wherever when it, when you made this video, and you were talking about. Uh, having a hard conversation, you went and had coffee with a, with a guy that hits you up, uh, that had not you'd not talked to him in a long time, and you had this conversation. You were sitting at this coffee joint having this conversation. You had this tough conversation, wow. and you said well, "I'm gonna we really need to talk about this," and it really struck a chord about like having genuine, authentic, real community and friendship. Yeah, and I it it literally struck a chord. My wife. Like, loved it so much. She shared it and, like, had this humongous um, post about this and then showed the video. And literally, um, this this girl who's Facebook friends with my wife contacted her and said, I, I agree 100%. We should go have coffee. We need to, like, sit down and I, I want to pursue genuine friendship. And, like, now this girl and my, and my wife are, are actually really good friends now. Mm. It's the craziest thing in the world. But,
0: yeah. What
1: what prompted you to to share that that with the world?
0: Uh, yeah, this is an interesting one, and I'm glad you brought it up. My pastor was talking about friendship this weekend. Uh, shout out to Glenn Glenn Packiam. Uh and he was saying that a, a cordial friendship takes sixty to eighty hours of leisure time. Sixty to mm. eighty hours of le- for for just like a a, a beginning friendship, and then. Uh, a deeper friendship is between like a hundred and two hundred 200 hours. And then a good deep friendship takes over 200 hours of leisure time together. Uh, and, you know, he said it takes a long time to become an old friend. And uh, that, wow, that's really interesting. Um, so a year ago, almost exactly, it'll be a couple more days. My wife had cancer surgery. Um, she had facial reconstructive surgery for stage four squamous cell carcinoma in her lower lip. We had done chemo for a year and a half. We had done a cryo burn. None of it worked. Uh, and, and it was, I was, I've been talking about this. Wow. It's just no coincidence. We used to have a huge group that we hung out with. There was all kinds of people we did stuff with all the time. And then we went through a good solid year of the valley of the shadow of death where it was just rough and sometimes we handled it well. And sometimes we handled it really poorly uh, because we're human beings like everybody else is. And yeah, we only post the good, you know, positive stuff on Instagram and Facebook most of the time, but we were going through really, really hard times And I found that the darker it got, the harder times we got, the more we had these acquaintance-type people ghosting out. Just disappear. You know, when it was fun time with the Dobsons, there was all kinds of people that wanted to come over for barbecues and have fun and go on trips and do mountain biking and get our kids together and go to games and all the good, fun stuff. And when it got dark for a good long chunk of time, Those people just ghosted right out. And on that day, it had been my birthday, and one of these people that just bailed out. Now, these were – here's the truth. Nobody except me and that person knows who I'm talking about. But these were good friends. Like, been over to each other's homes for dinner, kids played together, did life together, friends. Not just kind of an acquaintance thing. I felt we were friends' friends ghosted out right i mean not a text not a call not a how you doing not a heck can we bring a meal nothing we went through cancer surgery nothing they didn't join the meal train nothing and it hurt my feelings i am i am i am one of those people don't hurt my feelings because i i hold a grudge i ritz it's maybe that's a sinful thing i don't know but it hurt my feelings (laughs) and then i get a happy birthday text out of the blue months after all this stuff takes place. And I was like, what? Like, what? Are you kidding? Like, out of the blue, like, hey, man, how's it going? What's happening? Blah, blah, blah. Like, this cheerful thing. And I was like, you know what? I, I was whatever. I was in the mood. Normally, I would just delete it, block the phone number, move on. And I was like, I'm done. So I just like, hey, man, you want to go to coffee? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Let's do it, man. What time do you want to go? And the next day, we went to coffee. And I just like, we sit down and he's making small talk. And in my head, I was like, this guy's making small talk. Like, what is, I am in a bizarro verse. And I was like, hey man, I don't want to just jump into it here, but I haven't heard from you in months. And he was like, yeah, that's true. And I was like, where have you been? I've literally been through the darkest part of my life and you ditched me. And he literally said, yeah. well, now that things calmed down, I thought I'd reach out again. And I was like, <laughs> what are you kidding me? And like we exchanged a few words and I was getting heated. And I just thought, you know what? I don't yeah. need this. I just don't nope. need it. And I was like, you know what? It's good, man. I set my coffee down, and I turned, and I walked out, and I've never seen that person one more time ever again. And I'll never do it again. Uh, Without a substantial, legitimate apology. Without a, hey, man, I am so sorry. I can't believe I acted that way. You were in a dark period. We ghosted out. That had to hurt so bad. Without something along those lines, I'll never talk to them again because – my philosophy, my policy is, if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't get me at my best. Like, you just don't. Like, I'm a real, you know, my, I go to therapy hardcore. I really do. Like, my therapist texted me 10 minutes ago. He's like, I got an opening tomorrow. I was like, yes, sir. Yes, I'm in. And he was like, tell me what it means to you to be a friend. And I was like, oh, I boiled it down. I got one qualification. He's like, what is it? I go, throw a punch, take a punch. And he was like, Excuse me? I go, yeah. A friend will throw a punch, take a punch. And he was like, what are you talking about? I go, that tells me about a million things about you. Like, if we're good friends, not acquaintances, not we just met, but, like, my best friend Marshall, he was over yesterday. Marshall, if somebody said something offensive enough about me in front of him, he'd punch him in the face. For sure. I know he would. He's just that kind of guy. And if I was in a situation and someone went and attacked me, he would step in for sure. There's no possibility he'd let me just get laid out and not be like, whoa, hey, don't get twisted. Like, I know this guy. And I would do the same for him, for his wife, for his kids. I'd be there in a moment's notice. It tells me about his character. It tells me about how he views loyalty. It tells me about protection. There's... There's a million things I already know about him, but that one comes down. I know about you. I know what it means for you to – he would do that. Here's the crazy part. He would do it for a stranger. If he saw a stranger being attacked, he couldn't just stand by and let it go. It's not in his makeup. And that tells me – that's a real – here's the truth. Caleb, I, I can't go into all of it. We're going through some some rough times. Like, not personally, but there's some stuff going on. and I, And one of my dear friends asked me about it at church a week ago. And this is what I realized. I feel like a burden to my friends. And my friends never make me feel like a burden. Like, I can't make them... I can't make them feel like I've put too much on them. Like my friend Megan, Megan Hardray, shout out to Megan and A.T. and Hardray. They own the barbershop I go to. They run the Bible study I'm in. Megan, I can't can't dump enough on her or her family, I'm going to cry, to make them feel like, dang, it's a little too much, Dobson. Like, you give us a little too much. Like, it's a little too dark right now. I can't make them feel that way. And yet... I feel like, man, I have put so much on you. My best, like, I don't have that many friends anymore, but my goodness, those friends are good friends. Like, I get emotional they're so great. There's nothing I can't be around. There's no inappropriateness I can't be around them that they're like, no, 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 we want more of this. Like, please, at your <clears throat> worst, we're begging you to come over. We're begging you to come over at your worst. And it's like, I I love, I will do anything for that family, because of it, there's not, there's no length I wouldn't go to, because of the ministry they've input into my life. It, the friendship is, it, my Glenn will say on Sunday, no man has better friend than this that he'd lay his life down for a friend. These people lay their lives down for us, and I would do the same for them.
1: I, I absolutely, that, and that's and that's sort of, kind of where my wife and I've been. We just we've seen so often in the, you know, in the church, in, in our church, just where we think, Oh man, these people are, you know, they're, they're in, they're in, and then all of a sudden they're gone and they're not there. And just like, wait a second. I thought we were friends. I thought this was, Mm. it it just feels like it's, I call it networking friends. Yeah. Like like the network friend. And if I, if I can get something out of you or you can get something out of me or just something like that, then everything's good. But just when's the last time you just wanted to come over to the house and sit down and have coffee and or just talk? Like when when's the last time you wanted to do something like that? And I'm just like, this is this is the frustrating part about it. Christians are supposed to be different. We should have authentic, real community. Like, that's what the Bible's called us to have. And I just feel like so many Christians are not even remotely trying to have uh, that kind of relationship with each other. And I, yeah. just, it, I don't know. It's just frustrating. So It, is, it takes it, time. That post really
0: resonated. It takes time. It really does. It takes time. Um, you know, like with guys, women will sit down and look at each other and talk and get deep. Like, And guys will work on a car or like Marshall will come over and we'll talk about barbecuing or grilling and the videos mm. we want to film about barbecuing and grilling when it gets warmer. Or Zach and I will talk about fly fishing and archery. And in those times, we get more vulnerable and more vulnerable. And then, you know, it. And with guys, it's weird. You know, you, can get, you get vulnerable with a guy and you know pretty quickly, like, either they shut down or they open up. And when they shut down, it's like, oh, well, I guess we're not going to be that close of friends. We'll be acquaintances. Yep. But when it opens up, there's this vulnerability and vulnerability in 2019 is scary. It just is scary to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be like, hey, my poop stinks like everybody else's does. And we go through hard times and my wife and I aren't perfect. And sometimes we get mad at each other and and we need people to talk to about that at times and to have people like we are the same as you and we also need people to talk to. I know someone's going through cancer right now. And I was like, hey, man, if you want to call and cuss, like for sure, call me. Like you just going to call and scream about how pissed you are and how angry you are and how you wish you could take the pain. And you didn't have to have your kid go through this pain. Like for sure, there is no level of what you think is inappropriate that I'm going to think is inappropriate. I'll laugh when you do it because I've been there. My friend Johnny to, he knows who, he's, who he is when Laura went through surgery like a month ago, and we were in California, and he came and met me at lunch. Oh my goodness! I said some terrible things, and he laughed the whole time, cause he's a he not he didn't go, oh, Ryan Dobson, president of Rebel Parenting, Christian leader, said inappropriate stuff. Oh no! He was like, yeah, when my wife was dying, I said all these things too, and it was like, yeah, absolutely, it's. When you see your wife in pain, you get crazy, and that's just how yeah. it is. Friends,
1: you're right. You're I mean, it, and here's what we do: is we tend to see people that are in these leadership roles. You know, you know Ryan Dobson or James Dobson or whoever you name them. They, they we we put the we put you guys on like this pedestal, and we we forget. Hey, you put your pants on just like I do, yeah. and and think that you know that you you have this perfect life and everything's great when in reality you're a human being and you have flaws, you have sin, you have struggles just like everybody else. And I think it would do the church a good service if we'd stop doing that. If we just start seeing people as fellow bond servants rather yeah. than, oh, that, that, I just think that would go better for everybody. Well, it
0: would. I you know, I, I wanna give people a break too, right? Like I posted something just not long ago. It says, Don't judge people for sinning differently than you do And exactly. I, it, it's such a, a, a mirror in my face. I get it. Uh and I tell you what I get. I feel responsible. Yeah. Like, oh I need to be able to help people. And there are many, many times where I'm like, Oh, I got nothing. I'm so sorry. I wish I had something for you. I wish I had just pearls of wisdom to bestow on you that's going to make it better. And I can't, I just, it's terrible. Oh my God. Like I took someone to their first AA meeting and I was like, I'm just glad you're not cheating on your wife. And he's like, Oh no. And I'm like, I'm not saying this is going to be hard and it's going to be terrible. And you might fall off the wagon and it might get worse and all those things, but I can be with you in this for sure. You know, it's just, we just, it's not everybody either. Like we want it to be everyone accepts everyone exactly the way they are. It's not that way. It does take time. But if you are taking that time, you have to understand that you're making commitments with your time that people want to cash in on. Sometimes like when, when you spend that much time with people and they go through a hard time, they will be leaning on you and you need to expect it, whether it gets whether it's difficult for you or not. Like, hey, these people need you. Like, there you go, step up.
1: Amen. Awesome, man. This is this has been great. So, in the last couple minutes, we got here.
0: Yeah.
1: Elk steak. Uh, elk steak. Look.
0: You know what? I will tell you what changed my life with with cooking meat is sous vide. Uh, sous vide is where you vacuum seal your meat with seasonings in a bag. And then you put it in a water bath. I was explaining to my dad last night. He's like, you boil the meat? I'm like, no, you don't boil it. Boiling is 212 (laughs) degrees. I cook steaks at 130 degrees. And he's like, you put the meat in water? I'm like, no, you put the meat in a bag. And you seal the bag. Then you put the bag in the water. And he was like, it took a while to explain it. But that's what it is. I take any steaks, elk, venison, antelope, uh, beef, whatever, I season it. I'm basic. I do salt, pepper, garlic powder, except for Marshall because he doesn't like garlic. So I just do salt, pepper for Marshall. And then I seal it <laughs> in a vacuum bag and I put it in a circulator. Wait till a sale comes on. Don't spend two, three hundred bucks on a sous vide circulator. Spend like sixty bucks on one. I'm telling you, you set that temperature. Like I did it for my parents last night. They were stoked and they gave me the greatest compliment. They went to a Ruth's Chris which is like a crazy expensive steakhouse. And they were complaining at how terrible their steak was. And my dad goes, Ryan, I'm not kidding. Your steak is way better than theirs. And I was like, oh, I'll cook you steak every day for that compliment.
1: That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. If you don't know, you check out Ryan's Instagram page. Mm. You want to plug that? What's your Instagram page?
0: James Ryan Dobson. Here's the thing with elk. With wild game, there's no fat. Right. There's just they're out in the wild. There's hormone free, antibiotic free, running wild, dodging predators like they are lean, lean. Antelope is lean. Venison is lean. Elk is lean. And so you can dry that stuff on Thanksgiving. I hadn't been doing sous vide and I smoked some excuse me. I smoked some elk. Oh, it was terrible. I ruined it. I ruined it. It was dry (laughs) and tough. It was like jerky except terrible tasting jerky sous vide. You cook that at 130 for like two hours and it doesn't rise above 130 and then you sear it in a cast iron with some butter, some avocado oil, or on a grill for like, I mean, you get that thing scorching hot, like 800 degrees for 15, 20 seconds and then it's got a crust on the outside and it's just meat, it's rare all the way through. Oh, it's delicious. It's so yummy. That's all. I love I love it.
1: So yeah... Follow his Instagram. He posts pictures all the time of great looking meat. So and subscribe you, on iTunes. Get
0: Hit up Rebel Parenting on cool. iTunes. We got three shows a week. Definitely benefit your marriage and your parenting, I promise.
1: <laughs> I listen to it every day. Oh my god! So it's good
0: stuff.
1: Good you. stuff. So hey, would you uh, dismiss us in prayer? I would love it.
0: Oh my goodness, Heavenly Father, we are lonely people out there. We're lonely in our marriage, we're lonely in our friendships, we're lonely sitting in church, and we need true communion and communication with our friends. Lord, open up those bonds, open up, you know, break those chains, break those walls, put those barriers down. Let us get vulnerable in front of our friends to have true communication, true communion. Let us do it with you, Lord. Let us do it with our spouses. Let us sit with our spouse and talk, and watch the same show together, and not be on separate screens, and not just be near each other, but be with each other. Thank you for Caleb. Thank you for the Northfield Show. Thank you for the ministry they're doing. Thank you for Rebel Parenting, for all the Rebels out there. In your precious holy name, amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks so much. God bless. Thanks for listening, Rebels. Thanks to Caleb Gordon. Thanks to the Northfield Show. Definitely check out the Northfield Show. Subscribe to that on iTunes. Check all of his programs out. You will benefit your life with it. God bless Rebels. We'll see you soon.